Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Courageous Destiny podcast, where we learn how to build a business and life we love. And I'm so, so, so excited today. I have a courageous treat for you today. This Miss Courageous Destiny is joining forces with Dr. Michelle Morkert to talk about trailblazing women. Michelle is a coach for trailblazing women and is just an amazing woman with lots and lots of experience. And we got our heads together and we thought, how cool would it be to talk about some different ways we can all pull ourselves out of our comfort zone? Because as we all know, if we do not, if we, if we keep doing what we always did, I believe that's uh, Albert Einstein's definition of insanity. We'll always get what we always got. And he might've said it a little bit differently, but that's the, the bottom line is the real results in life. And I think the real good stuff doesn't happen being comfortable. It happens outside of comfort. And we all need that, that little inspiration sometimes to give us a little nudge. What do you think, Michelle? How did you become the coach for trailblazing women? Tell me a little bit about your story. So no one can see me, but I'm nodding my head in agreement to everything you're saying here. So <laughs> um, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. This is really wonderful. I love to have these conversations with other people who are thinking about the same things. Like that's just my favorite way to, you know, engage. So thank you so much. Um, my honor. Yeah. Um, so let's see. I have a PhD uh, in women's and gender studies, and I spent a lot of my time in academia. And then I was working um, globally, like doing like teaching with the State Department. My field work was in Guatemala. And it, I was always thinking about gender, though, right? Gender is like human rights, gender um, in like systems with like pay equity or inequity, gender-based violence has always been important to me. I still volunteer at the domestic violence shelter. It's just, you know, I just see gender. It's always been my lens. Right. And so it was like, what, like five or six years ago with COVID, I don't remember all the years anymore, but it was like five or six years ago. And I had this coach and, um, I was loving all my coaching, but then I had this side conversation with someone. And I said, but we're not really talking about women though. Like she's coaching me right. woman. I'm a woman, but I turned to my friend and I said, I think one day I would like to be a coach for women. And she said, I'll never forget it. And she said, and so you shall. And I was like, oh, is this <laughs> like, are we writing this out, you know, as like destiny, right? Like my courageous destiny. And she said, yes, I didn't think that in the moment, honestly. And, um, but it just never left me. And so I um, started my coaching certification program and just was loving it. And I really do believe for me, it's just why I'm here on this planet at this time with the whole life that I've led, right? Everything, all the ups, all the downs, all the experience that I've had, it's, it's for this moment because what I understand about what's happening in the world helps me understand my clients because you're not alone and I can prove it to you. <laughs> and what I understand about my clients lived experiences help me under, helps me understand what's going on in the world. And like coaching is a revolution, one conversation at a time. And there's such a huge ripple effect that I do believe it goes beyond just a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And um, I love it. That's what I have to say. 
Well, I love that. And, you know, it's interesting because I remember having that epiphany myself with my coach. You know, it started out, you know, for me too, it started out, I don't know, about 10 years ago, whatever the change is, right? And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if I can get these amazing results, if I can change my mind, so can other people. Wouldn't it be cool to help other people do that? And that's how it started for me too. And I love that. That's how it it, it sounds like we're very, very in line that way. And, you know, one thing I wanted to share with people is that's how a courageous destiny starts. <laughs> it's an idea, but it's like an idea that comes from experience that comes from your heart that comes from an intention. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it was wanting to make a difference. It sounds like it was similar for you. Oh, and, yeah. you know, so I, I love that. Tell me how courage really became a cornerstone for your coaching and the difference that you love to make for people. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have courage kind of mixed up um, with, with uh, confidence. This is something I've really started to think very you know, um, deeply about over the last couple of years, because I think that we think we have to wait to feel the thing, right. To feel confident, whatever that might feel like, whether it's a calm heart rate or, you know, or, um, a guarantee, we think we have a guarantee of something we've, we've studied it enough that it doesn't feel risky. It's like, we wait to feel an absence of risk before we take an action. And we think that means that we're confident, And I don't think that that's the case, right? I think that the courageous actions that we take, the stepping out, just so scary, so, so scary, especially, you know, if you're somebody whose nervous system gets, you know, activated really easily, it's very scary. And you're like, oh my gosh, I could die. And you know, logically you couldn't, but it feels that way, right? And so it it aligns with your big why it aligns with your values it's a really scary thing and um but taking that step builds the evidence that you can do the things it builds the evidence that you do have you know this confidence right that you can trust yourself and so i think we just have it really mixed up and i also think that one of the Um, most important parts is that we don't have to go it alone. This whole, you know, what you're, what you talk about with courageous destiny, it doesn't have to be just this lonely individual agonizing experience that we have. You know, it's, it's interesting. Like, I love what you said. Like, I, I do believe confidence is built through practice and doing like, that's how confidence get built, gets built. And it takes courage to start taking the action. You know, and I, you know, I always say, and courage can be different for everybody. Like for one person, it could be jumping out of an airplane Yeah. for the, for the context that I talk about courage is that it moves you forward toward what you want in life or business, mm-hmm. you know, so there's an action that would move you forward toward life and business. You have fear present mm-hmm. and you move through it. <laughs> and to me, that's courage. Right. And, and, and courage could be courage could be changing your mind. Courage could be saying, I love you to a dear friend. Courage can be 
going to the self-checkout at Walmart because you've never done that before. I remember coaching that from somebody. I, she goes, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of dumb. I did this courageous thing, but I went through the self-checkout at Walmart. And I'm like, that's not dumb because there was fear present. That mm-hmm. takes courage. Yeah. And in her case, she wanted to be emancipated and do things on her own. So it was in line with what she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I love it. I always, I like to say, do the cannonballs, have the courage to do the cannonballs and see what happens. <laughs> Cause it does, it is hard. It is hard sometimes, you know, especially mm-hmm. when you talked about the way somebody's nervous system is, I can really appreciate that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm one of those people. And mm-hmm. so when I say, you know, I think, you know, like I might die if I do this. I say it laughing, you know, jokingly, but it's actually true. I can remember, um, and you and I have both done a firewalk before, but I yes. we talked about that. <laughs> but uh, I remember going to the firewalk, thinking I was going to meet really interesting people who do firewalks. I didn't think of myself as the person who was going to do the firewalk. I'm like, I'm going to meet these amazing, courageous people. Like, oh, wait, that includes me now too, right? But before we went out to do the fire walk, there was this exercise where you, you know, would break this wooden arrow um, against a piece of wood and Mm -hmm. against a really like vulnerable little part in your neck that feels like you should never touch it or press it, right? And so I remember um, a friend of mine was with me and she took the video of me, right? And I can see myself saying something to the facilitator six, seven, eight times. And she kept nodding her head. And what I was saying was, am I going to be okay? Am I going to die? Am I going to die? If I do this, am I going to be okay? And I was really like scared. And I knew clearly, cause I was the last one to go <laughs> that nobody else died. Everybody else was fine. Nobody else had some kind of puncture wound or anything, you know, like I knew logically it was going to be fine, but it was my nervous system. That was like, somebody reassure me And I did that courageous thing and I felt amazing. I accessed something in myself that I didn't know was possible because I didn't ever think I could do something like that, but not because I avoided it. I just didn't ever think about doing it. Right. So I had pushed myself to see something new about myself, my capacity, my resilience, you know, all of that. You know, I love that you brought, brought, that you brought up the arrow um, I did a event and it was at the, I, I can't remember the name of the, of the, of the place, <laughs> the center for transformation. But um, I remember being the one to go, okay, well, I'll go first since mm-hmm. I was leading the workshop, you know, and it was a courageous destiny workshop and I had never done it before. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, okay, I guess I'm doing this and I don't have a choice. Mm. Right. <laughs> and I remember doing it and I'm like, I, it, it was funny. It was, it took me a lot of courage, but I couldn't think about it. But there was one woman that was in our group who really wanted to, and she kept coming up and doing it and doing it, but she really had an issue with that. Right. She had some thyroid issues and some different that, and, you know, it became courage was that it was okay to sit down. Yeah. Like there's nothing to prove either, mm-hmm. you know, and there was so many lessons in that. There was so many lessons in that. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And I can remember doing the fire walk too. And again, I did the same thing where I was the last one to go <laughs> mm-hmm. because, you know, I have been very cerebral my whole life. It's been all up in my head. So I'm like, what are the, the chances? What is, you know, and I was like doing all my analysis. And um, so the funny part was if you've ever, if you've never done a fire walk, you know, they don't pull all the coals over at one time. They pull them over in stage. It's like juicy. It's like juicy. The it, yeah. it's not. It's not. It's like juicy. <laughs> but it has a lot of depth to it, and it's not like there's a little bit. I thought it was going to be like a little thin line of coals. No, not. No, this is not. No, it's, it's not. Your feet sink into it a little bit. Yep. And I remember watching people come off of the fire, and they had little orange you know, specks coming off of their feet. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, did that hurt? How hot was that to you? Right. I'm like doing an analysis right after everybody comes off. So I finally got up there. I thought I'm here to do this. So I'm going to do this. Right. Well, I get to the beginning and they, they brought over brand new coals. Cause in my mind, I thought, well, I'll go toward the end when the coals have cooled down and they just (laughs) read the coals. I'm like, see, this is what happens. Okay. This is what I'm here to do. But what really sticks out to me. And I can remember it as if it was yesterday and it has helped me. Honestly, it has really helped me in other situations where I imagined my future, my goals, the thing that I really want, the impact I want to make in the world, the version of me right on the other side of those coals. I just Mm -hmm. could see her over there. And so I backed up a little bit because I'm like, I'm going to have to walk like briskly, you know, I'm going to have to gear up for this. And I did. And I had a choice in that moment because I didn't have to go. It was, it was up to me. I had full consent about whether to go or not. No one was going to make me feel bad about it. In fact, they said, don't go if you don't want to, if it doesn't feel aligned for you, don't do it. Don't push yourself. Right. And so I was in that situation and I thought, well, I think what's on the other side matters more. And that's been impactful for me. I mean, I still have my edges for sure. I have a couple things I'm still working on, but that moment has helped me with a lot of other areas of my life. Well, and I think too, that there's always going to be areas that we're working on. And I I know for, for, you don't have to necessarily do a firewalk to get courage or to learn about courage, but it's so nice to find something that steps you so far out of your comfort zone that in some way might not even make a lot of sense. I know for me, walking on fire didn't make a lot of sense. I'm like, why do I need to do this? Mm-hmm. But when I went in there, I'm like, well, if they can do it, why yeah. can't I do it? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I love to coach people on. If it's out there in the world, if other people have it, if other people did it, why isn't there a place in this world where if that's something you really want, you can do? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where those limiting beliefs come in, right? What Mm -hmm. we have just thought so many times that it's become a belief that we don't even really realize, you know, we've limited ourselves. And I think about that. I coach what I call trailblazing women and the reason this really matters to me is because and I'm thinking, you know, about specific people in my mind, people who've made a difference, people who right. have gone first, the people who have 
that we know we'll think like Rosa Parks or Malala, or we'll think of somebody like that, but there's all these other people too, right? In our lives who, what relative, friend, teacher, neighbor paved a way for you and said, you know, it's okay. Or yes, you can do this too, because I've done it. You know, you're not alone. So I think there are a whole lot of trailblazers out there in the world who are the first to do something and being the first is hard because when you take that metaphor of the glass ceiling and you, you know, you're someone shattering the glass ceiling, they're shattering it with their head. I mean, how does that feel? That's painful, right? Or walking across fire. How does that feel? And so I love to partner with those women because you don't have to go it alone. It's scary. It's exhausting. And you're doing it because you care. And so I believe that when I help them they're helping all of us, you know, so that what I mentioned earlier, that ripple effect, it's so big to me. And I think it's a, a game changer for our world. Well, the power of an example, mm-hmm. the power of an example is so critical. I remember when I first went into coaching and I didn't, I mean, nobody I knew really was a coach at the time, other than my coach who I had met, you know, through a friend of mine, but I, I, I didn't know a lot about the industry you know, and it was one of those things where it was that intention, that intention of, you know what, I need to make sure that I do this and raise myself up because I can see now what a difference my example made for my kids. What an example, you know, how many people started when I started, I was dropping so much weight, they'd start to drop weight. You know, they're like, oh, I want to do that too. Or when I started, speaking my mind, it gave other people around me permission to speak their mind, you know, and it wasn't anything that I told them to do. It was just, it was just having that example gives people permission to follow suit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And it doesn't come without risk. That's the other thing that, that I, talk about because we're wired to avoid risk. But if you're a trailblazer, if you're, you know, paving the way, it's all about risk. I mean, imagine you're going through the jungle and you have this machete and you're trying to like cut through and it's so exhausting and everyone's behind you. Like, well, yeah, we'll follow a little bit behind and see how it goes for you. Right. And you're like, what's behind that bush over there? What's that sound in the tree up there? Right. And you're always like on alert and um, it's not without risk. And I think about the women who have gone first. I think about women and I mean, you're a trailblazer too, right? Who do the thing and they do it publicly sometimes. And so we struggle with very private failures. Now imagine struggling and failing in front of a whole bunch of people. That takes courage. You know, it was, it was interesting. I knew there was one moment that I had where I knew that I stopped letting embarrassment or the fear of being embarrassed stop me. Mm. And I was at the gym, newly single after years of being married. And I had a big sippy cup, like one of those huge ones full of lemons and water. And I was walking and I tripped And they all fell and spilled out all, I mean, all over the place. Like these lemons were just rolling around on the gym floor. And there was like this whole line of men that were on these treadmills, like with like vision to me doing this whole episode. Yeah. And I stood up, I laughed 
and I bowed and I just picked up I yeah. went and I got the I got the the towels I picked it all up and that was it like I didn't give him any more acknowledgement I didn't and I remember one of the men saying is that normal <laughs> like she didn't even turn red and I'm mm. like yes yeah because we don't have to let the fear of others you know that's something that I've worked on quite a bit you know, and I think takes courage is to develop this kind of, I'm here to live my life, no matter what everybody thinks about me. Yeah. And that part was the huge part of, of what I coach people to do today, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to be fully self-expressed and that, you know what, I'm still put together. I'm still okay. I'm, if I put my hand on my chest, I'm still breathing. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And I, I see you all the time on Facebook and on social media and your um, videos are really inspiring because you really do, I think, model that for so many people. And this idea that you, you get to live this life that you want, that you create for yourself, that incorporates all of your values and your passions and your desires. And yes, we're, we're both parents, you know, um, we both have people in our lives. We have very busy lives. Um, <laughs> as we were just talking about before we got on the podcast today. Um, but we also have to be doing this for us. And I think so many yeah. times people who are socialized as women are taught to be so self-sacrificial that we have a saying that this is the thing that I want right? Saying that like, I would like this simply because it's who I am and I'm interested. I have a desire. I have a passion and, and stop period. That's why I want to do it. It doesn't have to be for somebody else. Although I do always believe that there's going to be some other benefit probably for people in our lives when we're living in our full value. Of course, of course, you kind of have to give that up to God at that point, right? I say you create yourself as your example. You generate yourself as that example of, like for me, it's living my courageous destiny. For you, it's you. You do the. You're a trailblazer, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're that example in the world. It'll naturally happen. You don't have to. You don't have to control it. And we can't control people, places, or things. You know, we can control ourselves, no. but we can give people the example. And <laughs> yes, and I think you do job of that. So I want to thank you for that. Well, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing because you do a pretty good job of that yourself. Oh. You know, I love the, I see the t-shirts out there now that say trailblazers and mm-hmm. I love the message. I love the message. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your ideal client and who you work with and the kind of, of difference you've been able to, you know, make for other people. Yeah. Yeah. So I work with people who are really ready to up level in their lives and in their career. So they may be people who are mid career. And I'll tell you why I like to work with people who are mid career or up Um, because they already have very busy lives and it feels like they've got a lot to lose if they take a step up in their career, right? So they've had the success, but despite that success, they still feel stuck or they're Mm -hmm. feeling totally exhausted. 
Um, I work with people who are in social impact spaces too. So they want to speak truth to power to make this world a better place. Um, and so it takes courage. <laughs> it takes courage. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be courageous or think of yourself as a trailblazer to come to me. But I think that word trailblazer means something, right? Because it's, if you look at my shirts, it's trailblazer with a period. Like, that's it. I am a trailblazer. You are a trailblazer. We can, you know, become trailblazers. And, it, and, and what I love, Michelle, is when you create that context for somebody, even if they've never been a trailblazer in their life or they don't consider themselves that, say a trailblazer, you know, say how they've been in, the, say a trailblazer is, you know, um, New York and a the person is actually in California. When they create that context for themselves, they end up in the Midwest, which is balanced, mm -hmm. which is great. So mm -hmm. they're implementing some of those traits, mm -hmm. but they're not necessarily, you know, they're not necessarily, you know, I, I love that you give them that context because it gives them power and mm -hmm. it's fun. I always yeah. say that it's fun. fun. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> is so important to me. Um, mm -hmm. It's not all serious, nor should it always be a struggle. I think we need to have a lot more fun in our lives and give ourselves the, the permission to have fun. So I'm with these very serious people and I can be very serious also, as you might imagine. Um, but, you know, we laugh a lot on our calls. Um, we yeah. have we have fun and we mark milestones and we celebrate because that's the other thing that I believe that a lot of my clients do is they're on to the next task before letting themselves appreciate what they've already accomplished. And we need to do this because if we don't create the evidence for ourselves that we've done these things and that we can do hard things, we forget and we stay in that old limiting belief. And so yes. with these clients who are mid-career and up-leveling and they're thinking, yeah, but maybe I've gotten as far as I can go. You know, maybe, maybe it's just time, right? Maybe I should just not rock the boat. I'm like, you are a boat rocker. You know, why would you stop now? You've made the change. Like, let's, let's keep going and let's remember the hard work you put in, or let's remember those accomplishments that you've had all along the way. And we forget unless we have somebody reminding us of that. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I, Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, we don't acknowledge ourselves. We learn, at least I know I learn is to be humble, be humble, be humble. Right. But that, but if we don't, like you said, if we don't acknowledge ourselves, then we're not allowing others people to see either. We're not being the full example, right? Let's be loud about it. Let's mm -hmm. be loud about our accomplishments. Let's be loud about acknowledging them to ourselves too, because we deserve to feel the joy in it. And when we have joy, we bring that to other people and they have more joy and they go out there and create cool things. Yeah. So that's, that yeah. ripple effect. I, I see that very much. Yeah. And we are, I can't wait. I can't wait. We're going to do more together, Michelle, you and your yeah. trailblazers and me and my courageous destinyers. <laughs> We are. We stay tuned, everybody, because you'll see we've got um, we've got plans, and we're gonna do it with fun, and we're gonna do it with boldness and courage, and we're gonna blaze the trails uh, together. I believe. That. Now, Michelle, I have to ask this of everybody who comes 
on to my podcast, I have two questions for you. The first question is, what is the most courageous thing that you've ever done? Ooh, uh, the most courageous thing I've ever done. Um, so, you know, if I'm being completely honest, the most courageous thing I've ever done one time was pay a bill when I was so afraid of, uh, like that I had, um, like stress about money. And I, was, I get that. I'm not going to pay my bills. I'm just going to keep all my money and like save it in case I need it. I went through this phase and it's really old. It's a really old family thing. Like it just, you know, I didn't know that that was percolating under there and I had so much shame about it. And, um, I did it and I didn't die and I didn't lose all my money and I still have a roof over my head and we still have food in our refrigerator, right? Like all these really bizarrely catastrophic things that I thought would happen didn't happen. And I still go through it sometimes. So every once in a while, it'll yeah. still come back up and I'm like, okay, so now it's time for us to do the courageous thing again. But I'll also say this is what I think is so fascinating about courage, the way you talk about it. Like the, the person who went through the Walmart self-check, some of us might be like, okay, why is that courageous? But let me tell you, you might ask me why paying a bill was courageous. And yet, you know, that I was a Fulbright with the state department, took two of my three kids with me, lived as a single parent in Croatia and taught at a university. And you know what? I don't think that's brave. I thought that was a fun adventure. So this whole thing about courage it's and everybody's either. Yep. It's all very individual and there's no shame. There's no like expectation or like rubric, you know, for what it means to be a trailblazer or to be courageous. Right. Right. And it doesn't have to, be, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I will, I'll get on my, I have a group coaching called build a business and life you love. And we'll get on the group coaching call and I'll be like, what are the courageous actions? Well, this, I did this and they actually got a really great result. And I'm going, was there fear present? And they're like, yes. I'm like, you did the assignment. If there yeah. was fear present, it doesn't matter what that thing was that you did. Yeah. And I totally get the bills thing, Michelle. I totally get that. Because I'm a single mom and I have triplets and I get what it's like to then have to give up a portion of that when you get some security, you know, to make an investment, you know, and, and then to have the faith. I had a really good friend of mine say it and you said it earlier and she goes, and did you die? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm okay. Yeah. And that's. And that will get you further along every time. hundred percent. And when people are worried about coaching and making that investment, I get that. I, I will yeah. never No, I am not the person who has, you know, who tries to convince anybody of anything. I have a lot of empathy. And I also know that that's a courageous action too, is to invest it in is. And, and think, what if I can do this instead of what if I am going to fail again? Right. <laughs> and I always tell people too, I'm like, you know, it, it is courageous and it shouldn't be comfortable. It's not going to be comfortable when you hire a coach. That's for darn sure. So make sure you like them. Make sure that you resonate with them. Make sure that you trust them mm -hmm. and make sure that you're ready to jump in there and 
take mm -hmm. on the work. Because if you do those, if you do those things, you will get in a different place. I agree. So I love it. Okay, last question. And then I know we got wrapped up, wrap up. So what is one courageous things you want to make one, one courageous thing you want to make sure you do? Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. One bucket list courageous thing. Oh, bucket list. I actually want to be the coach to women in Congress. <gasps> Ooh. That's Ooh. And um, it takes a lot of courage because that means I'm going to be right. Like putting myself out of my comfort zone to reach out to those people. But when you think about trailblazers, come on, those are, I really want to coach women in Congress. Well, I'm going to root you on for that one. I think we all are, because if there are people <laughs> that need coaching, it is the people in our government. I'm just like, right. Yes. 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 Oh, I love it. I love it. And I'm rooting for you. Thank you. Well, everybody stay tuned for more from me and Michelle, because I'm sure there's lots of beautiful things in our future, beautiful things for you as well. And thank you for listening to build a business and life you love podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Crockett. I don't even know if I said that in the beginning, but I don't care because it's not about perfection. It's about progress. <laughs> All right, you guys have an amazing day and we'll talk to you soon.